Welcome to Karate in the Garage. I'm Corey Culp. I'm Freddie Wolf. We're closing out Tarnished Silver with a movie that we had to pull an audible on. <laughs> That's for damn sure. Because the Tarnished Silver we had planned turned out to be just plain old dull pewter. Oof. Dude, I, yeah. I mean, <laughs> if I had no idea I was going to struggle so hard to get through that movie. I... I had been trying to watch it for three days when I texted you that. I was like, I don't know. I, can't, I just don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And thankfully, you were like 40 minutes. I said, ask you, how far into are you? And you said about 45 minutes. And I'm like, we can do something else if you want to if you want to jettison. And so we you jettisoned. Pulled the plug. I pulled the plug. And that movie was nonstop. Yeah, because we had chosen two movies that were probably the most recognizable names to cover for the month at our bookends, like we talked about before. We like to kind of put two recognizable titles right there at the head and the tail. Unfortunately, just like with everything else these days, when people keep doing the same part over and over again, Gerard Butler. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, Mr. Liam Neeson uh, did one too many, and he got nonstop, which sucks because that cast was fucking rocking, dude. Yeah, man. But I mean, oof. we punted that thing. We punted that thing. And I'm glad too, because what we got today is 2009's Ninja Assassin instead. And fuck me, <laughs> dude, this movie's so fucking fun. If there was one thing, I'm going to get this out of the way right off the bat because I don't want to, because I want the rest of the way. I want it to be just a fucking fun ride. The digital blood. <laughs> just, I got to say well, it now. Well, there's a reason why they stopped doing it. Thank God. Yeah, it sucks because the, the digital blood in this has to be, well, you had to use digital blood in this to a certain degree. Yeah, totally. But when you're, but you, when you're doing the fighting scenes and there's barely any light coming in, beautifully composed shots with this incredible lighting coming in, just great composition. And they got this blood as if it was just like an overlay in After Effects. Like there's, they didn't dumb down the lighting or anything like that. It really is jarring at moments. Like you could tell that they had a release date and they were trying to make sure they made the release date. Again, it's the only knock I've got on the movie. Yeah. I, Cause I fucking love the shit out of it. Dude, this movie is, I mean, it's super ambitious too, right? Oh, like yeah. if you look at it, if you look at it in its historical time that it came out, nobody in this movie was, Looking at it now, I would say the biggest name in this movie still to this day is Naomi Harris, who yeah. I think maybe had played. Was she in Casino now? Yes. Okay. 2005, 2006, 2006. Yeah. The only things I'd seen her in before that were, you know, her bit as Penny, And then I think she was in one of the, she's the, she's the, uh, like the Caribbean pirate lady in one of the, yeah. the Caribbean movies. Yeah, yeah. She's the, yeah, she's the, uh, Calypso. Yeah. But at the time, she was really the only name because he was in 28 Days Later. I mean, I'd seen her in all those things. But, you know, she wasn't like, I feel like her her career blew up after Ninja Assassin. But, dude, Ninja Assassin is so much fun. And yeah. I think it's all, the much, it's all the better that the people who are in it that you should be excited about right. are people from other ninja movies. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a Dark Castle movie. We talk, like we keep talking about Dark Castle yeah. movies here and there. And this is that we did this is our second Dark Castle this month? It is. Okay. I gotta say this though. So Naomi's there and the ninja assassin in this isn't necessarily the lead that you guys not see the guys in the poster because you know, there's a whole bunch of people Dude. that um that are part of that are ninja assassins. So it's almost like it's almost like you're treating the word assassin like the word moose. Like it's oh, it's yep. it's both singular and plural. 
And uh, there's one thing to be said about that. So you know Naomi and you know Rain. Rain is the main kid in the movie. He's actually K-pop. If you're into, if you're into K-pop, baby, you yeah, know who he you is. Know who he is. The thing that sucks about it is the majority of the cast in this are names I can't possibly, and I wouldn't disrespect them enough to try to pronounce. Sure. No, nope, you know? me neither. But the other people you do know in it are Rick Yoon, right? Yeah. Who you know from Fast and Furious, Diamond the Day. Diamond um, Face. <laughs> Diamond Face. Uh, he's in Olympus Has Fallen. Speaking of Gerard. <laughs> Speaking of Gerard Butler. Uh, you know, and then you got Ben Miles, who I love, dude. I knew Ben Miles from uh, a Brit sitcom called Coupling. They, they tried to they tried to make it here they in the United to do States. They tried yeah, they just ruined yeah. it. Uh, but yeah. the Brit version is very funny, and Miles and Ben Miles was also in um, McTeague's uh, V for Vendetta. I mean, he's a food face. See him, you know who he is. I mean, he's an actor. You've seen him in a ton of stuff. Uh, he's in Andor. Um, he's in The Crown. I mean, he does a lot of. T- he's right now. If you if you have Apple TV, uh, he's in Hijack, right? With uh, with Idris. So. Uh, but dude, who, but the one person I was most excited about when I saw this movie in 2009, mm-hmm. when you got Shokasugi in your movie, you damn well better be excited to sit there and enjoy that shit. Yeah. And you better bring the fucking ninja shit, dude. Cause he'll yep. call, he'll call bullshit if you don't. Yep. And he does. <laughs> yeah, he does. Dude, he didn't take no bullshit in this fucking movie. This movie is crazy, dude. It's so like this, there's a, there's story doesn't even matter. There's, no. there's enough story there that you can follow it along. And it's a classic revenge story. I mean, but man, this movie goes off the rails early and often, and it just stays there and it's over the top. And it's so, I mean, it's just such a crazy, I mean, God damn it, dude, there are times when I'm like, what the fuck is going on? It doesn't matter. Nope. Here's the thing. There's so much going on. It's dark. It's atmospheric. You're getting, rain and you get lots of smoke and fire. Sometimes it's hard to tell who's who and who, 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 right. who just got capped, who didn't get capped. But I'm sure, I, I think that that's all intentional. Exactly. It's, and I've thought so too. And, and the reason why I, it's notable for show being in this, and if you grew up in the 80s watching all those, those, Revenge of the uh, Ninja, Enter the all Ninja. That, all that stuff. This is that, this is those movies but with a budget, yeah, like a real budget where they just kind of went and you know it too. There's so much about the movie that works. It's, it's the production design is fucking insane. There's a lot more. At first I was kind of doing way like I usually do. I like doing my location count. I don't think they go above 30 places. I think they're like 30 locations total. And there was something that happens in the climax when they're back at the, um, Back at the compound, I forgot what it was that, that struck me funny. Is it just it made me feel? It reminded me of uh, a documentary that I've seen where they went through the Shaw Brothers went through Shaw Studio. It reminded me of like their back lot a lot, but it's not. I don't know where they shot it because because the movie was done in, in the in the United States and Germany. Oh yeah. So obviously that was a build, but I don't know where it was a build from. I, I didn't. It's nothing that looks like something was done stateside. So I'm going to guess. No, that I think they done. built it all. I think that's all. All that build stuff. All that's got to be Berlin. Yeah. I mean, that's how they could afford to make this movie for <laughs> right, what they made it for. Right. Thirty million dollars for this movie, even without people that you don't, without people that are on the poster that you go, oh that guy, or that guy, or that guy. Right. 
Ninja Assassin starring Brad Pitt. Right. Oh, speaking of Brad Pitt, I want to throw this out yes. there too. David Lynch. Yes, dude. So one of the stunt players in this is, and he plays one of the Interpol ops. Um, he doesn't have any lines in the movie. You see him though, and that's David Lynch, yeah. who you guys know from who the director of of, of Bullet Train. He did Hobbs and Shaw. He did the amazing fucking rock in Atomic Blonde, Deadpool, Deadpool two. two, and he's. As soon as I saw the name, I got, I'm like, oh, fuck, dude. And there's a bunch of names like that. Because, you, when, like I said earlier, when you see a bunch of names up there that you know you're going to struggle to pronounce because, you know, you're from the United States, <laughs> you're like, fuck that, man. I don't doubt saying that shit. You start seeing names you recognize, not just because they're, they're English names, but like David Leach. Wait, is that the same? Sure enough, it is. Yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. Right. Well, also Sung Kang is this movie. Yes. Yeah. Another Fast and Furious alum. I mean, dude, this movie, I mean, I feel like now, is it true? What I had heard about this is this, this whole movie came about because of Reigns sort of maybe playing a somewhat ninja in Speed Racer. Right. And so they're like, hey, we should just make a ninja movie. <laughs> yeah. Is that real? I mean. Yeah, I can see that, especially considering, you know, it was, this is, this is back when was okay, beginning of the month, right? We, we talked about how we weren't at that point where the Wachowskis were and, and Joel Silver were basically, well, the Wachowskis bottom line revitalized his career, Joel Silver's career. And we, yeah. and we touched upon that a little bit. Ironically, who knew we were going to come back and have them <laughs> producing the last movie that we we're covering, but uh, there's so much about the, about this movie that do have ties to Wachowskis and that window of time where the the siblings, along with Joel Silver, were producing the majority of the stuff that he was releasing. Uh, Michael Straczynski, who who is the the co writer of this, he's a he's a guy that worked on what's the the series that um, one of the sisters did. You know what I'm talking about? Sin, is, yeah, Sin Eight. Uh, Sin, Sin, Sin Eight. eight. Yeah. 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 That's the one. Yeah. That's because I know Sensei, he did that. Um, But Michael's like somebody who's been around for decades in the business because he wrote for Babylon 5 since we were talking about that recently and the spinoff crusade. So he's, these guys been around for a bit. Um, But I didn't know this either too, by the way, he's the executor to the Harlan Ellison estate. Oh, wow. Interesting. That's an interesting thing, right? Yeah. It makes you wonder like, well, how much are you nicking from that? Right. (laughs) Mm. Any case, that makes you wonder. But once the siblings started working with Joel Silver more, uh, more often, this is the kind of stuff that they were making. And this came after the Speed Racer. So, and and I, I know it's not your cup of tea because you you won't. It's not. That's why you haven't watched it. And we were going to cover it at one point. Like I watched half of it. It just was. Yeah. It just for me. I was like, it was just. It was a lot, and it was just very. The pacing got me. Think. Yeah, it's I, I I love the movie a lot, but I this is the again that that it could have been a Dark Castle movie, but it wasn't. <laughs> it's just straight felt like one. Yeah, well, you know, I get I because it was I mean it's coming from Speed Racer Land, so it's got to be a little on that cheeky side. But I I enjoy the movie quite a bit. But this isn't that same fun kind of man. Do not take this fucking movie seriously. Kind of vibe. Yeah, man. Dark Castle was putting out. If you're looking for like story points and shit like that, and this is not the movie for you. You're, you're watching it for all the wrong reasons. Uh, but if you're looking for a bunch of ass kicking, uh, I'm God, dude, the court, the fight choreography is fucking off the hook or let's say yeah. off the chain because there's some great chain fights in this movie. Okay. 
I yeah, for a movie you're so used to seeing just constant katanas and and other sword plays, Sam, you know, it just gets it gets to be a bit much. You know what I mean? It's the, but this, yes, that kind of stuff happens in there, but so the shogi is the is the, the 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 knife at the end of the chain thing. Now that that what you see in the movie is not a traditional one. So oh no no that one's yeah when you see Rizal's you know it's very it's very different like very like like very different to where you can actually the other one does have a handle on it but not like his handle the way he uses it, the way it's used. Which I think is kind of cool because yeah, you're making it for the movie, so you want to look a little more cinematic. But I think it's cool that it—he's the only one that uses one for one. And secondly, it makes you think that because it doesn't look like a traditional shoge, you think, oh, okay, well he's he has something special. He's left, he bailed on his people, and now he's gonna—he may want something special. So it's not traditional. So I dig it. It's like it's. Like the last movie, dude, this movie's like, I know I mentioned digital blood early on, but the blood, when you get the close up and when they're not oh. using digital blood, it's, dude, it's, I, that's when I texted you, I was like, Jesus Christ, what is makeup, a blood effect? I mean, dude, there's yeah. a, for as much digital blood play as there's, there's at least equal actual physical makeup of special effects blood. It, yeah. And it's, it looks good too. It's yeah. the colors mixed around. I mean, it, it's, and dude, there's a lot of it. Holy shit. There's a lot of it. That, and that's why I mentioned earlier on that there's a drag when you have to start putting in the stuff in post. And I don't, we already got an R-rated movie. I, I feel like the, the Joel Silver of it all is what why there's so much digital blood in it at the end, especially in that climax, too, when he's back at the compound. The, you know, that, I felt like when they're inside the dojo, right? And it's just the lighting doesn't work. And we've already seen what his knife can do. We like what his weapon can do. We don't need this. I could just assume if I'm hearing slicing and dicing going on, I'm, I'm good, man. <laughs> it's sold. I understand. It's dark there. I'm not going to be able to see stuff. So I don't, uh, that's the part that kind of bummed me out is like there was too, because there was so much of it, it kind of took me out of it. The, the 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 climax has moments where it just kind of went ah oh, it's just a little bit much because I mean, we've seen, it was we saw the practical bright. early on the practical are great so I was like I understand why they couldn't do it I'm giving it a pass in the, in the spirit of comic books and graphic novels I'm just gonna so I'm, that's I justified and that's what makes me feel better about seeing yeah. it over and over and over At, well you get to the final climax where you've already experienced it a little bit. There's a lot because it's it's much more than what you've experienced early on when I was a little more passive about seeing it. Eh, whatever. Again, two things th- that we should clarify about this is how Ben Miles and Naomi Harris even come into this story. Right. They certainly don't like people who are involved in ninja assassin organizations or um, because, I mean, it's like, it's like a giant school, right? Like, dude, I love all the weird flashbacks. Stuff. But they, they, they're, they're both MI6, right? And um, yeah. Harris is Miles' second. And, you know, how they're brought into it. And she sort of falls in love with uh, Rain, who is, on, he, he's he's left and he's, he's on the run because, did he, yeah, he deserted. He deserted, but after, yeah, he did, but he didn't just desert. After, he, after they he, killed his girlfriend. Yeah. His oh, one dude, love, his love. Fucking rough, dude. Yeah, I, I don't want to give the story away because if you haven't seen it, yeah. 
me, us trying to, us butchering and putting the story together because you got to kind of pay attention just to get the basics and not think too hard about it. I right. don't want anybody going with any preconceived ideas. Like, what the shit? Right. Let's watch the movie, man. <laughs> It'll all make sense. Yeah. There's, there's no, there's not a lot of story to tell, but, um, right. but it's still intriguing and, and there's no reason for us to kind of dump on that. And, and, but the bottom no, no, line no. is they, they, you know, Razo comes from this school that he abandons because of something that happens to somebody who's close to, and he goes, fuck this. I'm not into all this. He was already not into it too. He was already like, this is yep. bullshit, but he was being subservient because although he wanted to, I don't know, not be murdered. <laughs> right. He didn't want to be killed. <laughs> You know, he had that going for him. Uh, you know, it's funny. I think we've talked about everybody involved in the filmmaking of this, you know, people who are in it who maybe direct other movies, but we haven't met the director uh, once yet. And no. James McTeague, who uh, I got to say, man, I, I'm a, I'm kind of a fan. I mean, he's made four movies that I love and they're all super. He started, his first thing was V for Vendetta, which I love. Right. Uh, I don't know how you feel about that movie, but yeah. it was a movie I saw. I walked in cold knowing anything about it. Because I'd seen really poor because she came into the production office where I was working um, on Zodiac and she was bald. I was like, what? Yeah. What? What is going on? What did I just see? Did I just see? Did I just see Natalie Portman with a shaved head? Mm. And apparently months later, I was like, oh, that explains it. You know, so, I, but I just walked in V for Vendetta cold and was like, holy shit, what a cool. I mean, I honestly think I probably like this better than all of the Matrix sequels, V for Vendetta, as far as like. And I don't know why I throw it in with that other than the fact that I feel from the same family, if you will. Yeah, no, no, I don't, I get, I get why you would say that. And, you know, it, it's a fair statement to, to feel that way about it. it even though as much as the Matrix sequels want to, to continue on in the same way that all of the, the inspiration for the original movie came from because all those things had sequels or they come from graphic novels and they, they had longevity past a year or two, but I can't disagree with you. I mean, V for Vendetta, I gotta say is probably it's, it's one of those movies that seems to be constantly relevant. Yeah, dude, totally. Absolutely. You know what I mean? For, for a 15 year old, for 18 year old movie, it feels constantly like, uh, like 1984 for our time. Yeah. Yeah. I really feel like it's constantly like <laughs> you try to watch that yeah. fucking movie now. It's like, oh yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. 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 I mean, do you watch it and you see there's a lot of what's happening in that movie still going like happening in the world right now. But Matig also directed a, a little scene movie that I actually really love called The Raven with John Cusack. Yep. It's about a, you know, sort of Jack the Ripper type who, uh, you know, starts committing murders fired by the ground. Oh, <laughs> so, I mean, uh, you know, and going into that, I was like, oh, man, is this going to be like one of those fucking, uh, you know, Edgar Allan Poe? But dude, it's not what you think it's going to be. It, it has more in common with uh, the Hughes brothers um, from hell than it does with some of these other bit and you know, and it's, it's a good, it's a really a great performance from uh, Cusack. And I saw this thing. I, I don't remember. See, I didn't see it in a theater cause I don't remember. I'm, it must've gotten a theatrical release, but not, I wasn't a big wide really, but dude, what a fun movie that is. And then McTeague also made this great movie. It's a lot of fun. It's called survivor. I don't know if you've seen it, but uh, it's with Mia Jovich and uh, Pierce Brosnan and Dylan McDermott. But, dude, all four of his movies are different, yet you can tell they're kind of from the same filmmaker. 
You know what I mean? And right. I don't mean that in a bad way. No, no. I, he doesn't get in his own way, but he puts his stamp on, you know, when you're looking at one of his movies, you know, it's one of his movies. Like if you watch this and V for Vendetta, you would know they were the same filmmaker. If he took the credits away, you'd be like, mm-hmm. oh yeah. I mean, you, you could see similarities. Right. I remember when I saw Ninja Assassin, I saw it because I had liked V for Vendetta so much. Well, I would have seen it anyway because it was called Ninja Assassin in my life. But, you know, that being said, seeing it, it has a lot of the same sensibilities that V for Vendetta has. Story, you know, performance why I mean, it's good stuff. I have to say, it's funny you mentioned From Hell because the, the adaptation for V for Vendetta came from a book that uh, Alan Moore co-wrote with, with uh, David Lloyd and Tony Weir. What's funny is Al Moore co-wrote From Hell. Ah. He co-wrote the the book that it was based on. So there you go. How funny is that shit? Yeah. Full circle. Makes you makes you wonder what hey, what I wonder what the siblings are reading back then. Jeez. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. But I think what's funny about this movie, that funny haha, is that it has kind of a corny title. Great fucking one sheet. Dude, I mean that one sheet is so good. It says all you need to say. I'm like, I expect to see blood and that weapon used a lot. I like you only see a portion of his face because who cares? You don't know who he is and he's a ninja. Right. <laughs> well, I think that, I think what I think is awesome about it is because, you know, sense of like the silent assassin, right? Like, you know, what did he look like? Um, uh, you know, that be, because a lot of the actors look very similar to one another. And I'm, again, that's all by design again, right? They're all right. from the same Ninja Assassin School. Right. And the name, I mean, look, this is what you would have called it in 1983. Enter the Ninja, Rage of Honor, all all those Shokusugi movies. I mean, I'm shocked that Ninja Assassin wasn't. And I'm sure when they decided they were going to make this movie, they're like, what do we want to call it? We got a thing. And they looked at a list of all those fucking movies and they're like, Ninja, they just took parts. And they're like, Ninja, you know, they probably assembled them on a whiteboard, you know. To the, they, they moved names around until they had, you know, Ninja, Ninja Fire, Ninja, Ninja, yeah. Ninja Assassin, that's it, done. We're talking about uh, how so many of the, uh, by the way, I wanted to point out too, all of some of the actors look, look alike. Um, even the young kids, you can tell which ones yes. without ever hearing them, without hearing any of them be addressed directly, you know, you know which one Rizo is. You know which one Taikeshi is. You can tell without even like, right? It was thought that was really cool. But, but when you see Rick Yoon later on and he's got his full wrap around, he's in his full ninja garb. Even when he talks, I know I knew it was him. I would like I know his voice so well. Um, I think out of all the all because you got a mixed bag here because Rain is Korean, so even though he's playing. Uh, he was assuming he's playing Japanese here based on his name, but that's the thing about the movie and the, this place that he gets trained under. It's they're, they're It's not they're orphans. They're all orphans and they're all orphans from different countries. They're not orphans just from Japan or just from Eastern Asia. It's all over the place. And I thought that was such a clever thing. Very, very similar to how Batman begins is with, yeah, dude, with, right? Right. <laughs> just thought I'd point. I mean, I, I, I guess I'm, I don't remember which one came first, but I, I guess the Batman movie. But I felt uh, this, dude, this kind of the best Batman movie we never got in a way. Like if I, if, if I would, if you were to ask me all this shit, I want a Batman movie, it's all a ninja assassin. 
Yeah, and, and here's the thing: Batman Begins came out a few years before that because this was supposed to be out in 2008. It was so it was. I yep. think it was shot in a can. 2007 it was going to come out in 2008. Whole slew of reasons why it didn't get released right away. But so you're not that far off. And again, it's it's uh, the release. Even though it's Silver Pictures, this still came out through Warner Brothers, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. So. There you go. <laughs> that, that may be why they delayed it more. We don't want this too close to Batman. There's too many similar themes going on here. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's it's very similar to that first Batman. And look, uh, again, that Batman is probably my favorite Batman and my second favorite Chris Nolan movie. Yeah. You know, the first one, I, The Dark Knight, and then the last one with Bane, you know, you know, they just kind of, they just go into the blender of the other Batman movies that I don't really, you know, if you if you forced me to watch one, I would just put them all in a hat and pull one out. Um, but that first Batman, Nolan's first Batman, I think is great. And it's very similar to this. If you watch any like Batman, the animated series, there's all, there's like, there's a ninja character in that. Yeah. There even, there's Holy. even a Batman ninja book that came out. So a while back. So they, they do Batman and ninjas in general have a very, they're very similar in the way they conduct themselves. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. They live by code. They live by code. Yep. There you go. Holy crap, dude. Yeah. See, this is what I'm talking about, dude. Like cough and we're like at the end of the, when we love movies, we love an episode, like a movie. We right. go, we go, I don't even, we can't, can we really call this tarnished silver? Is this a piece? Is this really tarnished no, silver? Oh, damn it. Or is, like, this, or is this the gem of the tar? Like the last two movies were really good because the first yeah. two were yeah. weak. And I was like, oh man, where are we headed with this? And these last two aren't, they weren't, they, we didn't come across them as fun and entertaining when we did. Because the other two were weren't what we were hoping they would be, they would be, but they're they're just fun. And I'm like, I'm pretty. Now that I've watched Ninja Assassin, I'm kind of like, you know what? I didn't see this motherfucker before. <laughs> I don't think I've seen it. I would have remembered it. I would have, and and it would have been. I would have had a Blu-ray on my shelf that wouldn't play. Yeah, you certainly would. <laughs> So when uh, when they're in the hotel room, right? When uh, Naomi Harris has has pulled Rain out and she's hiding him in there, hiding in that, and she says, "You're gonna have to forgive me for this." Where do you, where do you think she put that tracker? In his butthole. <laughs> Bingo. Yeah, it made me laugh, dude. And then he's like, "I forgive you." I was like, "Oh." Well, so that's how it goes. <laughs> well, I mean, he could be totally into it, but then again, we yeah, that's what I'm saying. But you know, yeah. who knows. Hey, whatever, man. Whatever floats your boat. What floats your boat? It's all good. Pinky, transmitter, tracker. Oh, shit. Dude, I'm glad I'm glad we went this way too. Yes. Because uh for about just as long, but it would have just been like a hate fest. I mean, there's that movie, man. Yeah. I mean, if you want to try to watch twenty minutes of it. I was kind of jacked for it, but it just didn't work. It, yeah, I guess the, the cast and there were, was was the intriguing part of it. And like we talked about that was with other things too, is like the shows that work and the movies that work for us are, are the supporting cast is, is always what we're looking at. And, and he, with nonstop, dude, that cast is pretty fucking good, dude. You know? Yeah. But again, you know, what I should have remembered, it's a hard sell for me to watch a movie that's fucking all takes place on an airplane unless it's snakes on a plane because 
there's not a lot of place the action go. I mean, in, in the, yeah, let's, you can cut all this out because I don't want to ruin our episode. <laughs> I, it, it's something I had been wanting to watch for a long time. It kept coming up like if, for a while it was on, it, it's been on Freebie and Tubi right. because it kept coming up in my uh, yeah. request. But as soon as we, as soon as we recovered, it was nowhere to be found. Yeah. That's a drag too. It's like when that happens, I soon be coming. Like we've done that before. We 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 plan move themes out so far in advance, like two months sometimes, and we get there like, what the fuck's that movie yet? Yeah, exactly. We got that literally the day before we went to record. I'm like, where'd that movie go? Or what was that? What was the one movie we did? We were watching it and it went off the air <laughs> on Netflix. <laughs> it's like what? Like what the fuck happened? Because it changed like. From the 30th to the 1st. Yeah. <laughs> it went away. Like, shit. You bastards. Don't be so literal with your dates. Like when I was watching Heart to Heart. They didn't even let me All finish right. the episode. <laughs> no Heart to Heart for you. Damn it. All right. Well, I don't know what we're going to call this now, right? It's like... Uh, yeah, it's like... We'll still go with the Tarnished Silver. Tarnished but Silver. Here's the thing. It has a silver lighting. <laughs> oh, we're doing that, are we? <laughs> no. Look, we can call them Tarnished Tiller because they were, you know, we weren't lethal weapon. But like, you know, like you said last week, this one's been polished a little bit better. And this one has been polished even a little bit better. Yeah, I think it's fair to say too and call them Tarnished Silver because they weren't big hits. No. It was probably, this was a $30 million movie and it probably made $30 million to break even. 40 to 50 is what Wiki is saying it. It was budgeted at eight. Yeah, it says it says it made sixty one worldwide. It was it was budgeted at forty. And you wonder how much of that that came from. I was going to say they didn't spend much on PNR, dude, because I don't even remember this. I mean, I remember some posters, and I don't remember like the full court press of like you know sides of buildings and all that shit. No, I remember I remember seeing the one sheet around, but I mean, let's see here. Film, I see. I'm wondering what, what came out the same weekend as this? Because this has been up against something giant. November 12th was Thanksgiving, dude. Can you think of a worse movie, to, a worse release date for this movie than November 20th? Oh, my God. Okay. Thanks, Warner Brothers. <laughs> we didn't get a sequel because of you guys. Thanksgiving movie releases. All right. Let's look. I'm looking this up. What did it go up against with? The Blind Side. How fucking oh, timely is that how shit? I write, how timely? Oh, yeah. What's going on with the blind side? Why do you say that? <laughs> Dude. Just okay. leave it at that. I don't want to. <laughs> okay, how can you be Warner Brothers and do this? For blind side was a surprise hit. I'm not going to. I'm That's not even what I'm getting at here. Never seen it, but yes. But Right. Okay, so. Especially now. <laughs> why, the, why the fuck would you go up against, and I'm not kidding about this, Twilight. One of the Twilight sequels have been out for like three weeks. Why would you, why? Yeah. Why would you, no, sorry, sorry. Twilight was out on November 20th. Blindside came out on November 20th. So the week before. Right. Ninja Assassin opened the same day as Old Dogs. Which is another weird big hit. Right. Two weeks after 2012 was released, because that came out on November 13th. Um. Yeah, dude. What the fuck? Does, does that make any sense at all? Doesn't make any sense to me. None. If you're Warner Zero. Brothers, why would you drop a movie like that against that? They had nothing else on their slate. Let's talk, let me point that out too, because you go to the top twenty for Thanksgiving weekend. That's the only movie they have in the top twenty. So, oh, I'm sorry, Blindside's number one. <laughs> well, this makes this seems like a movie you would have dropped in the summer. Like I, I don't know. I mean, 
Like, hold on a second here. Spring break, even. But how long? Okay, I want to point this out. So they did have another movie. Blindside was Warner Brothers. There you go. Why would you release two Warner Brothers movies five days apart? Yeah, I guess maybe it had been sitting on the shelf. I mean, I mean, well, yeah, because it, it to was. Me they could have found a right, right. They could have found a better place to fucking you know throw this thing out. I mean, it feels like to me they just threw it to the wolves, if, as you will, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. You know, eh, well, you know, it, it's got its attack right off at this point. <laughs> this movie's maybe you know by holding it. Who knows, man? Yeah. I don't know how all that shit works. Still have no idea, but seems like a really bad idea. Like, yeah. Movies like it didn't get their shape. Yeah. You know and. uh God, this seems like the kind of movie, dude, that should be playing at like, you know, midnight screenings and shit, uh, you know, all over the, you know, every city I go to, I feel like there should be a midnight screening of Ninja Assassin. If this movie had been a hit, right? If this movie had been a hit for, even if it made like 80 or 90 million, like it made its money back kind of thing, right? Yeah. Maybe, maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit of, uh, and I'm sure, you know, it sold well, Blu-ray, DVD, because, you know, we were 2009, 2010, they were still pumping out. <laughs> well, yeah, because they, they had to pump out the pumping out so many of them because they were selling so many of them that they forget to burn some of them, the discs. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some of them, they just totally, they were, they were going through the machine so fast they couldn't even keep up. Yeah. I've got one. I'll sell it on eBay. Anyway, Ninja Assassin, damn it. Ninja Assassin. I wish it was something I could tell you to go rent, but it, I mean, you can rent it because that's how I did it. Yeah. Or you can go to Best Buy and buy a blank one. <laughs> like I did. <laughs> you know what, you know what I was going to say sucks because I, I was going to say uh, that stupid movies anywhere app. The only reason I ever had that stupid thing is because I could have sent you a pass to watch it because I've had it downloaded. Right. It's still on there, but I can't share it anymore. So what is the point of that app? And why did they stop doing that? I think it also might be their window of time of sharing might, might be limited to like how long those digital copies are good for as far as redemption Maybe. dates. I think because remember back then when, when you can't a, share anything on there anymore, they, they, that's a whole thing. You can't send passes out anymore. They're, it's done. They, do, they did away with that whole thing. I wonder if it has something to do with all the shit while they're fighting over right now for sure residuals. Um, yeah. Anyway, seems like, seems like, seems like that could be it. Hey, there you go. Turner Silver, wrapping it up. If you want to follow us on the socials, <laughs> the Karate Pod on X slash Twitter, uh, Letterboxd, Insta, and on Insta, Corey is at Culper97 and Corey, uh, Corey underscore Culp on Letterboxd. If you'd like to follow me, you can follow me at Rock and Roll 33 on your Instagram, or you can follow me at Rain <laughs> or Takesha <laughs> or even Meek. Letterboxd.com. That's letterboxd.com. Teenage Rezo. Mm.